0: Hello and welcome back to the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Bennett Leon. And today we have a very dope episode for you. Oh, by the way, Ashley uh, will not be joining us on this episode, but no worries, she will be back with us on uh, every subsequent one. So um, let's go ahead and continue on with this episode. So, what I was going on, well, I was about to say, is that what we're going to talk about today is the really big topic of oh, what was really big today that passed actually let's start with that that the stimulus package the cares act that went into effect uh and passed a couple weeks ago they gave way for the new program that came into effect which is the payment protection program that was supplemented more today they added approximately 310 billion dollars to the to that program on top of other funding for um, local uh, uh, local banks and other smaller businesses that were snuffed out the first time around. And we're, that's exactly what this uh, first episode is gonna be about. It's gonna be about how those smaller businesses got fucked really <laughs> and how the big businesses that weren't really supposed to receive those, that type of funding stepped in in front of those other people and now there's a class action lawsuit being filed by those small businesses against the big banks that allowed these larger corporations and businesses to take funding that wasn't necessarily appropriated for them and what's really fucked up is that as we all know the cares act gave way more funding to bigger businesses that um, exactly the type of businesses that were getting the max amount with for the program, which is once again, $10 million is the amount. And uh, a good, a good chunk of those larger corporations that weren't supposed to receive that funding got that uh, those $10 million. So that was a very unfortunate situation for us to see. Um, But I think it's very hopeful that uh, to see that at least small businesses are going to take this shit and they're aware of the corporate cronyism that's, uh, that's clearly on display at Wash- in Washington right now uh, with the coronavirus crisis. So uh, once again, very interesting to see. But we're going to go ahead and take a look at this article by Common Dreams about this lawsuit. Uh, let me pull up, go ahead and pull this up here for you. Okay. All right, so yeah, as you can see here, uh, big banks once again being sued for putting large corporations ahead of Main Street small businesses owners for COVID nineteen rescue loans. And uh, once again, uh, I wanted to start off by saying that these um, this lawsuit that they're um, they're filing against these banks, it's the three largest banks. I'll start by that. Um, in this lawsuit, and those lawsuits were filed in California against the Bank of America, <laughs> Wells Fargo, no surprise, and Jacob Morgan Chase. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no surprise. So the financial institutions allowed, th- um, allowed large public corporations to skip to the front of the line for benefits uh, offered through the $349 billion paycheck protection program. And like if you guys uh, remember at all about the CARES Act that they received the big businesses received a much bigger amount than what the small businesses were supposed to receive. They received um, upwards of 400 and 400, four trillion dollars just for big businesses alone, and yet they were still trying to take out the money from the smaller businesses, the small business loan that was um, and the protection program that was not really intended for them. So really interesting to see. And especially, the, I think it's fundamentally wrong for these publicly traded companies, these companies that have access to different types of funding and resources that not everyone, not all these other businesses had access to. They are dipping into pots that, that they don't, they didn't have any other options. These small businesses didn't have a ton, don't have a ton of other options other than being bailed by the federal government right now and to have these large businesses that are completely profitable. I mean, one of the companies uh, that was given the max amount for this paycheck protection program, they were granted this amount for, by one of these banks, was a coal company. And they received $10 million to help pay their uh, their employees and like other stuff during this time. But what's What's really interesting about that is that we're seeing the government trying to save, at least in this specific case, we're, trying, we're starting to see that the government is trying to save dying industries. And it doesn't make 100 percent sense. Like when it comes to like the coal and fossil fuel industry, I fundamentally believe uh, once along, once again, along the lines of just having this on the heels of the news that oil prices um, were, were negatively trading it over. Uh, I believe it was negative $37 and, uh, a barrel. So the, once it goes into negative amounts, like this is, a, this is on the heels of that news, you know? So I think that these companies, these fossil fuel companies should not be allowed to survive. And once again, this is a clear cut case of socialism for the rich and rugged individualism for the poor. And I guess small businesses are no exception to that. And I think they found that out very clearly uh, this time around uh, as it relates to the coronavirus crisis and the funding that they're seeing from the government and the help that they're getting. So although it is well-intentioned from their part, it is not being well-received and there are people along the way getting, um, cashing out along the way. The banks are cashing out. Um, They're being fraudulent as usual, letting other people uh, step in in front of the line, uh, these larger corporations that really shouldn't even be in there in the first place. So um, let's go ahead and continue here. So the court filings show that um, a bank identified as Lender 1, thought to be JPMorgan Chase, um, they were giving out loans averaging over $515,000. The average sum is well above the needs of average small businesses. So, uh, oh, and it looks like Charles Allison was also saying kind of saying the same thing more along those lines. Um, and he is one against, uh, one of those professors out of the University of Delaware saying that public companies that have access to other sources of money should not be using this. Small businesses need this pot to survive. So once again, uh, you're seeing that that small businesses, didn't really have too many other options. And for them to really to get snuffed out of this one was a huge slap in the face for a lot of them, and I think that's where the foundations of this lawsuit is really coming from. Um, but uh, I think a lot of these people, uh, not only individuals and businesses, um, I think they're one of the latest people to, to kind of be aware of the situation and uh, see how much uh, how much Washington has been skewed towards the wealthy. And this is really a clear cut case um, also of trickle down economics. Because if you think of it, they're literally giving the money to the owner class, right? The bourgeoisie as uh, like the French proletariat would like to say. Um, But uh, they're giving it to them in the hopes that they will through their um, having to pay overhead having to pay employees and all that stuff like it's well intentioned in that way to still kind of get down to everyday people but they're getting it wrong once again you know like instead of doing that what they should have been doing this whole time if they're really worried about workers which they're not (laughs) which they're not uh, if they were really worried about workers they would they would have just uh given us the money directly and it's a it's a super telling experience to live through this because what's telling about it is obviously you guys haven't really gotten shit we haven't gotten shit right like we w- what do we got like uh $1200 and then 4 weeks or whatever of uh, oh no no it was 4 months up to 4 months of uh your your paycheck being covered by unemployment insurance, which is, it, it's really a bandit. It's a bandit, and it's a bandit for those people that weren't, um, weren't accepted into the program. It's it's for those people that don't necessarily uh, fit the eligibility requirements to get into this and benefit for that program as well. So for those people and for the majority of Americans, this is not enough. Um, and once again what we should be pushing for is universal basic income from our government to be able to give us direct cash payments to us and not them not dictate to us what what we should do what we should be doing with our money you know what i'm saying we should have that kind of idea and that mindset going forward because it's really the only thing that makes sense like Giving this money to the largest corporations, these publicly traded companies, these people and businesses that don't need it once again, and bailing out industries like the coal and fossil fuel industries that don't need it and it's like this is not like this is not free market like I seem crazy like um uh, I feel like I'm talking like I'm crazy, but like this is not the free market. These are what these people are advocating for a million times a year over and over again we don't have money this is what we heard we don't have money for that we don't have money for healthcare. we don't have money for education we don't have money for homelessness but we do have four trillion dollars to print without you even asking for the biggest banks and uh, wall street you know like but president trump has uh he doesn't care about everyday people but guess what Today, he came out and started talking about how he's not going to let down the fossil fuel industry and he's not going to let them go to shit. On the heels, once again, on the heels of the news that oil was trading at negative $35 or $37 a barrel yesterday. So, like, who are these politicians on the side of? And if it's not, like, smacking you in the face, like, like, who this... who? who's working for you, who's working against you by now, then there's not <laughs> that we get some work to do. Let's just, uh, let's just put it like that. Um, because this is just so clear cut. Just so fucked up in so many ways. Uh, I mean, the banks are making money along the way, processing these, le- these loans and stuff, making money off of the only way they can right now. But too bad it's off the heels and on the backs of the American government. Um, So this is just like, it's just a cycle. And as long as we keep putting these people in, these these politicians that A, are not receptive to the will of the people, the majority of the people, um, and then B, they keep the cycle going, they keep the status quo going. So we need to make a fundamental change in the way we elect these people to to office. We need to have oversight committees into the funding of these programs when these kind of cases do happen. Um, I'm not against the bailout of um, companies or small businesses or uh, anything like that. I'm actually for that kind of stuff. But I'm not for saving companies that were doomed to fail in the beginning. I'm not for saving companies that didn't know how to spend their money i'm not and if we're going to talk about that let's talk about that like the airline and the cruise industry like they had billions of dollars cash on hand before that and what do they do they use it on stock buybacks that's why they were broke they didn't think this was gonna happen they were operating a business as usual and. uh, they thought they could get away with it. But guess what? Coronavirus said, fuck you guys. (laughs) You're absolutely not getting away with this. And they needed a bailout from the government, which they got, of course. So um, it's just extremely telling, super disheartening for um, the everyday voter to see and be aware of. The only thing that's good for them is that most citizens aren't aware of the amount of corruption and the amount of influence, corporate influence that these uh, that the oligarchs have over our system and they maintain this oligarchy through various methods. And this is no exception to that. It's actually a large part of what they do it. Um, a big way of how they do that is through the government, through the federal government, through laws, through the campaign donation, uh, campaign donations of these politicians that they're putting in office, which are once again, and not exclusive to what are part one party or the other, it's a two-party duopoly. They are one and the same. You vote for one party, you're getting into the same thing with the other one, pretty much. I mean, there might be overall superficial like differences uh, between the two, but fundamentally, you're going to get the same thing. Nancy Pelosi was still giving billions and billions of dollars for Donald Trump to, uh, um, to f- inflate the defense budget. He, w- he was still giving permission for the president to... Um, have all these uh powers that congress should really have congress should have the power to declare war and um be that influence but uh, these people are such weak spineless fucks that they will not step up to the president when it comes to that stuff why because they don't want to be put on record and have it be known that they voted for this war or that war or this altercation or not Uh, and they'd rather push that off onto the presidency which is an abdication of their own. of their own duties and their responsibilities to their constituents that got them there in the first place so like as you can see like i hope you guys are like kind of like looking and seeing and understanding that uh how i'm kind of putting the puzzle together for you but this is just uh just the newest way of the pattern that we have seen for decades and decades after the decimation of the middle class in the united states and around the world Um, So uh, I hope you guys really like this video uh, and this podcast. I would very much like to hear back from you. So if you could please give us a shout out on social media. uh, Let us know what you think. Send us a DM. I would love to hear back from you. You can find us on Facebook at the Oligarchy Disruptor Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at O Disruptor Podcast. So once again reach out to us let us know what you think and thank you very much for tuning into this episode we will see you next time see you guys i mean these are troubling times but of course we will keep our audience updated but i think this is a great place to wrap up so once again thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of this podcast your word of mouth is Our Oxygen, so please give us a five-star rating on um, Apple Podcast if you're listening on there, yes. and tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dogs, tell your cats, <laughs> uh, tell everybody about uh, your new progressive podcast that you're listening to with your homies, Bennett and Ashley, who update you on the latest and greatest in the news, um, which we're happy to do. Of course, follow us also on Facebook at The Oligarchy Disruptor. You can follow us on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at
1: Ash the Disruptor.
0: Absolutely. And also, guys, please do not forget to vote. I know with all this coronavirus shit, it's very easy to forget what's going on right now. But um, what I mean is like the election and stuff that's also going on simultaneously in the background. But over half the nation has not cast their vote yet. So it is very important that you vote in the primaries up until the general election, which we will go to face Donald Trump. So I'll leave it to the queen of voting to give you her spiel (laughs) about that. So I'll go ahead. All
1: right, everybody. Yes, don't forget to vote. Um, If you do not know where your polling place is, perfect website it's called your polling place.com. and it's very simple just type in your address press okay and your polling place will show up um the times that they're open again that's your polling place.com. and then um oh yeah any questions you have about voting so what your registration status is um if you can same day register to vote i think a lot of states um Actually, I'm not gonna say that because I'm not totally sure about how um, states are. I know in Illinois they stopped voter registration online quite a few weeks before the actual um, election, but a lot of states have same day registration. Um, if you w- aren't really sure what else is going to be on your ballot, there's also a little section for you to see what's on your ballot. And this website is called rockthevote.org. Super awesome, and there's lots of questions. Uh, That's rockthevote.org. Don't forget to vote, guys.
0: All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So we will leave it there. Thank you once again. And we will see you next time.